0: if she ruined a pair of expensive high heels in the sand, or if the suit would have to go to the cleaners when she got back to Tulsa. Living isn't for wimps, no matter what age you are, Perlita said. Now we are supposed to watch the ashes disappear, and then go to the peach orchard for lunch. When we get done, you'll need to start sorting through things at her house. Want me to help? Thanks, but I can do it. I'll call if I need help. Austin watched the river carry her grandmother away. It wasn't right. There should have been flowers and a casket and weeping, and it should have been done six months ago when she died. She deserved a twenty-one gun salute, even though she wasn't military and they could fold up that Superman cape Austin always thought she wore, and Austin could frame it in a special box with the big S right on top. She should have invited Rye O'Donnell, her grandmother's elderly neighbor, to come to the river with her and Perlita. Even though Verline had told them exactly what she wanted, Rye should have been there. He loved Granny, too. Austin had been talking to him once a week the past six months since her grandmother died. He'd been her neighbor for several years, plus her best friend, and he'd looked after things after Granny died. There wasn't much to be done since Verline had taken care of everything beforehand, but Rye had kept an eye on the house until Austin could find a couple of weeks to come to Terrell to sell the watermelon farm. Maybe that was why her stomach was tied up in knots. She had to meet the elderly gentleman sometime, and he'd be disappointed that he wasn't asked to come to the river. My cell phone number is on the front of her refrigerator. She could spout off my regular old phone number from the first time we got party lines, but this newfangled cell phone stuff was almost too big of a trick to teach us old dogs. You take all the time you need here, Austin. I'll be in the truck. A thousand memories flooded Austin's mind all at once. None of them more than a brief flash. Granny Lanier in her jeans and boots, making biscuits before daylight. Or thumping the end of a watermelon to see if it was ripe. Or demanding that Austin make her bed every single morning when she came to visit for two weeks in the summer. When the memories played out and there was nothing but the cooing sound of mourning doves in the distance, Austin looked out at the Red River and couldn't see the faintest bit of ashes left. She brushed the tears from her cheeks with the sleeve of her black suit and headed toward the pickup truck where Perlita waited. That sinking feeling in her gut said there was more trouble hiding nearby, and in the distance... She heard the engine of a truck. Dust boiled up behind Rye O'Donnell's truck like a billow of red fog. He pushed down harder on the gas pedal, fishtailed the truck when he made a hard right, then another quick turn to the left, sliding into the driveway and throwing gravel everywhere. He bailed out of the truck, slammed the door, bypassed the porch steps with one leap, and shed his dirty work clothes on the way to the shower. Every time Granny Lanier got a new picture of Austin, she'd hauled it out for him to see. He'd talked to her once a week the past six months on Thursday night. After he'd assured her that the house and land was fine, the conversation had usually centered on Verlene Lanier. He'd missed the old girl horribly, and looked forward to talking to her granddaughter, but seeing her on that river bank had been, well, hell! It had knocked his socks off. He took a fast shower, lathered up his face, grabbed his razor, and nicked the dent in his chin. Grabbing a small piece of toilet paper and plastering it down on the blood bubble, he kept shaving, but he couldn't erase that shit-eating grin looking back at him in the mirror. He finished shaving and peeled the paper from his chin, slapped on his best shaving lotion, and even used a comb rather than his fingers on his black hair. It only took a few minutes to jerk on a pair of starched jeans, a fresh shirt, and his Sunday cowboy boots. From the time he'd parked the truck until he was back in it, ten minutes...